Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Hello there and welcome back to This Song Is Yours. I'm Simon Fink, your host, and I'm thrilled to have you join us for episode 315. Today we're stepping into the electrifying world of Australian alt dance trio Haiku Hands. This boundary-pushing band are unleashing their highly anticipated second record, Pleasure Beast, upon the world today. Haiku Hands have been making waves globally, captivating audiences at international festivals while collaborating with acclaimed producers like Dave Sytek from TV on the Radio and homegrown hero Motez. In this episode today, we're privileged to have Beatrice Lewis on, one of the band members, and she's joining us to dive deep into the heart of Pleasure Beast. We'll unravel the intricate web of songwriting that threads through this exhilarating album, exploring the band's creative processes and the stories that inspired the music. We're also going to delve into the origins of Haiku Hands, discovering how three distinct creatives merged their unique talents and visions to craft their infectious sounds. Plus, we're also going to get a glimpse into the band's experiences while touring in support of this brand new record and what audiences have in store and what they can expect from their live performances next year. This was such a cool conversation and such a pleasure to be chatting with B. We want to thank her very much for her time. And we also want to say a massive thank you to Emma from Thinking Loud for her help with today's episode. Before we get into it, please make sure you subscribe to This Song Is Yours on your preferred podcast platform. Stay tuned for our latest episodes by following us on social media. All of those details can be found in the show notes for today's episode. We're not going to waste your time any further. Let's dive into the exhilarating world of Haiku Hands with B. Lewis. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Beatrice Lewis from Haiku Hands. Beatrice, hello. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. Hi. <laughs> um, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast uh, today. I very much appreciate it. It's a pleasure. Yeah, I've been looking and listening to your past artists and, yeah, I feel really lucky to be here. You've interviewed some great people. Oh, that's very kind. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, look, I'm very excited to be interviewing yourself today for this new Haiku Hands record. Um, I was very lucky enough to have a bit of a sneak peek and have a listen to this record. The brand new record is called Pleasure Beast. Um, and with no pun intended, congratulations on an absolute beast of a record i know it's a terrible pun i'm sorry that i had to use it but i hope it gets used heaps in this rollout <laughs> that's an awesome pun yeah for yourself um is there much thought to the puns that can be generated when coming up with a title for a record oh my gosh i'm not much of a pun guy um <laughs> but i do appreciate a good pun mm-hmm. um yeah so 
I haven't spent enough time thinking about the puns that can come out of <laughs> this album, but I think there's a lot, particularly with the track names and, yeah. With some of those yeah. track names as well, I would agree, but um, all, all <laughs> puns aside, congratulations on this record. It is, an, yeah, absolutely Thank incredible. You. Um, how are you and the band feeling now that it is coming out? Oh, I mean, I just feel I just had to have a little re-listen this morning because uh, it was such an epic journey to finish it. And so I think when it was done, I took a little step back um, and then just re-listened to it then and I absolutely love it. I feel really um, happy with it as a body of work um, and that's not something I often feel often as an artist, I am quite a, not a perfectionist, but I I work hard and I always want things to be, you know, as amazing as they can be. So I'm actually quite stoked, which is a nice feeling. Of course. Well, and I feel like yeah. as you should be, this record is almost kind of what I feel that um, Haiku Hands does best in terms of bringing together these like beautifully intricate sonics but also mm-hmm. mismatch of like it's like um what oh my god what is it called like a patch patchwork quilt patchwork quilt <laughs> we're great we're grandmas we're just making patchwork quilts <laughs> sonic patchwork quilts but that is an oh dear imp- pass me the tea <laughs> yeah <laughs> but that's a very impressive feat in itself because i think that there's just such a range of different kinds of music uh different kinds yeah. of um themes and tones and feelings across this record it is truly incredible what you've kind of done in terms of those sonics um thank you of course i'm i guess curious to know for this second record was there much of a change um i guess from that first self-titled one in how you produced and how you wrote some of these songs yeah i think it was um a massive shift for us as a band. Um, when we first started writing together um, many years ago, it was Claire and I and um, a friend of ours, Joel Ma, and it was very just coming together and experimenting and seeing what happened with us in the room and then, um, yeah, from that, it, it, it all just kind of evolved in this very natural and interesting way where we got some shows and then we wrote Not About You and I think it was unanimous. We were like, yes, this is a track to put out. So we put that out as a single and that went bananas. And then I think we were just kind of scrambling a little bit to kind of get it to understand what was happening. Um, and I think it took us a little minute to get on our feet and kind of work out who we were and what our sound was. And I think with this album, it feels much more intentional. Um, It feels like we know who we are and we all kind of came into ourselves more as an artist, as artists. And uh, I think that feels quite clear to me in the cohesion of the sound and all the different areas that we're exploring sonically. Um, Yeah, so feels quite different of course I think that this record um there is almost like a a, I want to say a confidence in some of these new songs as well and not that there wasn't from some of those previous songs I'm not ever going to say that there was like a shy sound but (laughs) 
<laughs> very like, yeah, you can hear the, I guess, the confidence within the band and within these new songs. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I, I feel that in myself, I can only really speak for myself, but I feel much more confident as a producer and as a vocalist and as a, um, you know, like a composer basically um, in this genre, I guess. Um, so, yeah, it feels good. It feels really good. Actually, it feels really exciting. Like I almost just want to start writing another album straight away <laughs> um, just because it's, yeah, I feel like this is a fun, I feel like I, I'm in like a bit of a fun universe um, sonically that I want to keep exploring into different areas. Um, I really like the harder sounds of like Cool For You and Get It um, and I also really like the more psychedelic sounds of um, Paradise and um, the playful kind of stuff like Grandma. So, yeah. It's kind of, I feel like we've just stepped into this new world and I'm excited to go further. Oh, look, I'm very excited to see what those possible next steps take. <laughs> I know we're only talking about album two, so we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Calm, calm down, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, I think part of this record was written while you were um, on the road as well. So I think there was part of it written yeah. while at home and then part of uh, like on tour. Do you have a yeah. preference to either of those or do, do both seem to have the same not result, but I guess um, success rate or efficiency rate? Yeah, um, I think because uh, Claire Mier and I don't live in the same place. So I live in Melbourne, Mier's in Sydney and Claire's in the Blue Mountains. So we are, um, I think one of us is always kind of travelling when we're writing. Um, and, yeah, so for this album we did start writing it over in Bali at W Hotels. And um, that was kind of like, I mean, we've been, we put the first album out in September 2020 and then we've kind of just been writing throughout that time a little bit. But the Bali trip last October was like the real um, kind of focus of, I think our manager, she <laughs> says this thing, she's like, we need an album. And my stomach drops <laughs> every time. I'm like, oh. Um, and I think she said that last year and then, so then, yeah, we kind of started to focus on it a bit more. Um, so, yeah, and, and riding in Bali was awesome. That was the first time that I'd done like a proper overseas trip where you go and it's the focus. And it was actually really, I really liked it because I think all your senses are really activated because you're in a new place and you're eating new food. And um, so really it's like you're in a new energy. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I, I enjoy riding on the road and I enjoy riding at home. Um, I enjoy it all. Sorry, that's not a very good, <laughs> not a good answer to your question. I just like writing, so, yeah, I'm happy to do it wherever. <laughs> so, but, <laughs> it does definitely answer the question. Um, I would love to know, um, if I may be so bold as to ask about my favourite yes. track on the record. Oh, yes. I really liked um, Elastic Love, which oh, I think was about that's so nice. halfway through. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it was like a nice mix of there's some more um more like almost gentle sounds in this track but then also yeah. some of the sonics are still quite hard hitting um are you able to maybe possibly walk us through the uh, the creation of this song or what inspired elastic love yeah uh, i'm so glad that 
you said that. It's <laughs> also, we haven't, not many people outside of our team have heard the album, so it's really nice to get your feedback. Um, that song we actually started writing like in 2015, so it was one of the very first songs that we wrote and um, Joel Ma, who I mentioned before, um, had a beat, which was that original beat, and, yeah, we just wrote about basically being out and just that feeling of being in an altered state and, you know, with people and just exploring, I don't know, other universes, I guess. Um, uh, And, yeah, so it's just sat there for years, like one of those songs that just sits there and, yeah, just sits on your hard drive and gets moved around into all these different (laughs) folders. And then when we were writing the album, we were kind of working out what energies were missing. So, um, and that was a, it just had a spot. I think the, um, that kind of, it just needed to be on this album. And so, yeah, then Joel worked on the beat. He did an amazing job. Um, it was nice to also see him, how far he's come as a producer. So that first original demo and then what he created, um, now it's, amazing like I I love it and yeah then Claire kept her verse so she's got the original recording from eight years ago or whatever (laughs) and I think I redid mine and Mia wrote a new verse which is awesome it's my favorite verses of Mia actually on the whole record um yeah and then Joel and I recorded heaps of chorus and Mia and Claire did some more chorus recordings in Sydney and yeah I love that that's (laughs) that's that journey of that song yeah and I'm, I'm so glad it's I'm so glad when songs, um, that happens with songs because I, I feel like you kind of have this weird responsibility towards songs when you write them and you don't just want to like leave them in the cupboard because <laughs> they, all, they all have something special in them, some special moment and I always want to look after them and, um, yeah, I'm really glad that one got cared for and released and I think it turned out really well. I just listened to it this morning and I'm stoked. I would one. Yeah. <laughs> I would one hundred percent agree. It um it is an incredible song, and thank you for sharing that with us. I'm yeah I'm, yeah. I guess life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I know you've already gone through it, so I won't ask you, but I'm, I'm very curious when songs do go through almost like a, um, a lifetime of changes or, or growth in terms of that they start out as one thing and years kind of go by to the point where they, maybe they're just not ready at that time. Maybe it wasn't fully mm. ready to be released into the world in 2015, but I'm glad that we're getting it in 2023. So thank you for sharing that again. Oh, it's fine. It is. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. The um, actually, I don't know if you know the singer songwriter in Melbourne, Ainsley Wills. Yes. Yeah. You know Ainsley? Oh, she's a mate. Yeah. She, anyway, she's an incredible. <laughs> 
songwriter and I, she did this thing once, I think it was Ainsley, but they put up like a, a little uh, Instagram video of like the four or five versions of the song and they mm. kind of like blended them into each other so like made a mix of the four or five versions and it was just so wild to hear it, like to hear, you know, the basic phone recording with the guitar and voice and then, you know, some more production and then the rearrangement and then the mix and then the master and, yeah, I just think it's such an interesting process, songwriting. Exactly. Yeah. As, yeah. Hence, yeah, it's it's my interest has what spawned this, this very podcast. So <laughs> I know, I, it's like I you just made a whole podcast about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you write songs as well? N- not so much anymore. I used to, mm. um, and then maybe I've never actually said this. Um, yeah. And maybe wasn't feeling totally confident with how they were going, and so instead thought I'd talk to people about it and. Oh, that seems cool. to have worked. So. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. I like that. I always think about that when, um, yeah, just the way that our subconscious always keeps us working on the things that we love, even if our brain is like, no, you can't do that. Our subconscious is like, we're going to do this anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find another way to do it, yeah. Yeah, 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 <laughs> totally, yeah. Um, Beatrice, I'd love yeah. to um, talk about, I guess, your introduction to music and what originally got Ooh. you into songwriting. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, when you say that you weren't particularly confident, um, I feel like that's been a really big journey for me. Like it took me a long time to feel confident enough to put out my music and to even show people what I was writing. Um, I started off uh, doing, I actually wanted to do music when I left primary school and my mum wouldn't let me. She said it's not a job. So I went and studied international relations and like kind of human rights development stuff. I went, lived in the Philippines and when I was over there, we were doing lots of um, kind of, field work but I also did a project with a theatre company over there where where we wrote um music for yeah like I was living at an orphanage and we kind of wrote a bunch of stories of these kids and we ended up touring touring it around the Philippines and it was so amazing like watching music kind of and watching they're so talented naturally talented and watching them kind of just these kids come alive with their stories being told and watching them kind of process a bunch of stuff through music and yeah I was really like I don't for me politics is so important but it's not the way that I wanted to kind of contribute so then I came back and studied um voice at NMIT in Melbourne Mm -hmm. And when I was studying, I actually got cysts on my vocal cords midway through and um, started playing cello instead just while my voice was healing and I wanted to uh, get some loop pedals for the cello and I, um, my friend Fred said, no, don't get loop pedals, get this program called Ableton, get a computer and get a this program called Ableton. And then I just started making beats and that was just kind of it for me. I was like, I love this so much. I just loved the possibility and um, production of, yeah, like I, I don't actually feel like a very accomplished musician. I feel more like a sound explorer. Like I just love sound. I love, you know, reverbs that go for five days and, <laughs> you know, synthesizers and sounds of kick drums and 
you know, what you can do vocally with the voice when you put it in the laptop and can mess with it. Um, yeah, so I think that was my kind of introduction and I was writing a lot of electronic music for a long time and then um, mainly writing beats and Haiku Hands was the first time that I really stepped into kind of songwriting um, and writing more traditional, yeah, kind of songs. Um, so that was awesome. Like I was writing lyrics. I was writing songs um, but they weren't kind of as traditional, you know, kind of pop songs, I guess. Um, and I remember having this weird thing where I, we did a show at, um, for Falls Festival up in Byron. It was our first gig on this massive show and it was all these people were singing the lyrics back to us um, in the show and I rung Joel after the show who we wrote a lot of the songs with and who's a very good friend of mine and um, I was like, I think I left the SoundCloud link on public and he was like he's like no it's pop music so people learn the music straight away because it's really easy to remember and I was like oh my <laughs> god <laughs> I'm in a pop band <laughs> I just had this like crazy yeah so it was that's was kind of my little journey and then since then I just love it I'm just like going deeper and deeper into um and I have another band or two with Joel where we write like really pop stuff for sync and publishing and yeah I'm so yeah I feel like the more I get into music like the more the horizon expands and the more excited I get it's like there's just so many different ways to do it and we actually had a really good the all around the world the first song on the album um we wrote it with Dave Sitek in Mm. LA who is does a bunch of stuff, TV on the radios, I think maybe his most well-known thing. But um, writing, again, writing with him felt like this whole other universe opened up in relation to creativity and how you, you know, how you write songs, like how you process the world and how you view the world and then how you kind of alchemise that into songs. And, um, yeah, so I guess when I was saying I want to write a whole other record, it's because I just, you know, <laughs> just keep getting more and more, um, I don't know, excited by it in a way. 100%. Well, I know that there's yeah. a lot of people excited about this record coming out, I think, <laughs> yeah. even in preparation yeah. for today, doing a bit of um, online reconnaissance, some sleuthing. Yeah. Um, Exploration. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, seeing that there's a lot of um, online chatter about, uh, well, just about what's coming up for Haiku Hands and um, I'm very excited yeah. when this album is going to be announced and released for um, fans to be able to get their hands on it. Um, yeah. I know that I believe you've got some upcoming US dates in the next month or two. I obviously yeah. do have to ask, can we expect some Australian shows maybe around around the country to support the record? Yes, you absolutely can. I, I think maybe we're going, I mean, we're definitely going to the US for the last week of November and first week of December. Um, we're supporting Big Frida, which is so unbelievably amazing <laughs> and cool and exciting. Um, I'm a big fan, so that's cool. And then, yeah, I think we'll come back and we'll do a run of Australian shows early next year. That is Which, yeah. Sorry, I cut you off. Go no, I was just going to say it's so exciting because we didn't get to do it for the first album because it was we're in lockdown. So I feel particularly excited to be able to put this out and then 
yeah, be able to do shows to support it. And we, we have such good fans in Australia. Like there's a whole crew in Melbourne who are just at every show and I just, it, they just make me so happy. Like I just like getting running on stage and seeing their beautiful beaming faces looking at us. I'm just like, fuck, this is so great. <laughs> so I, I really want to like, yeah, make a really amazing show and really kind of, again, like support these songs in give them the release into the world that they deserve. I absolutely love that. And I think that says <laughs> something about the music of Haiku Hands in terms of like it's not yeah. just um, – and, and this is not to discredit anyone that, you know, conducts or manages their project in any other way. Everyone's art is their own art. But I yeah. think there is something really special when you can tell that the artist, producer, songwriter, whoever it is, that there is a, a love and care for the work that they've done and making sure that it does get its, get, I guess, get its due in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. I really feel that. There's like one or two songs that have even come out for me with not, quite the right production or something and I still even feel like the core of those songs, um, yeah, I feel like I was like, oh, no, we let that song down. (laughs) So now I feel extra kind of committed to going the extra mile to make sure that, yeah, everything around it, everything around the songs feels really supportive for when they come out. I keep talking about them like they're people. (laughs) In a way, they are. They're like little like little things that you've cared for. Or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Again, see, this is this is talking to the care that the band has for their songs. It is. Yeah, it's not just a three-minute audio clip for yourself. It is a living, um, living thing you, for people. You, doing. <laughs> it is. It's a little universe. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Beatrice, we would usually ask our guests what they're currently listening to. Is there anything at the moment that's um, on high rotation for yourself? that is such a good question and I got asked it in a workshop the other day and I said (laughs) I'm only listening to my own music because I'm writing so much at the moment so (laughs) which sounded incredibly narcissistic and weird so I'm not going to say that now. Um, (laughs) You can if you want. We've had people say that before and it does make sense when you're in a promo cycle and writing it makes sense. Yeah, I just, I just, I have another band called Karajala Kiridada and we've just put a big show up on in Cannes. So we just had to write 80 minutes of original music for that show. So that was another universe of my own music and then doing a composition for Ableton at the moment. And so I'm, all I'm doing is writing <laughs> that, which I, I actually, I, it's, it's good. It's, um, yeah, I think that sometimes though it is nice to open your ears up to other kind of sounds and at the moment I'm actually uh the only time I'm really listening to music is very very um kind of um chill what do you call it like not relaxation music like kind of like Harold Budd and Brian Eno and um you know very I don't know what you call that genre like nerve nervous system relaxing music um yeah and also a lot of books at the moment I've actually been really enjoying books um so yeah that's what I'm listening to also I see a Fred again album in the background of your thing and I've been really loving Fred again um yeah yeah 
so many. <laughs> All very yeah. solid choices. Um, Beatrice, yeah. thank you so much for coming on to the pod today and congrats on the new Haiku Hands album. Pleasure thank Beast, you. it's out this week when this episode airs. But, um, yeah, thank Ooh. you again for coming on. It's a pleasure. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.